Welcome to the transition guy. My name is Peter Balker and today we're going to be covering Be Do Have. So what is Be Do Have all about? Well, it's all about having a different outcome. So if we go back to episode one, when I was talking about the importance of planning, hopefully now that you've been through that episode, you've had some time to think, you sort of said, okay, well, I'm going to put a plan together. For those of you that have put the plan together, it's all about now making a change. And this for many people is so, so difficult because we're stuck in so many habits that we find them really hard to shift. Or in many, in many aspects, we don't know how to change. And really, change starts with have. For this episode of The Transition Guy, I will be using a flip chart. For those of you listening on the podcast, head over to borka.com forward slash zero zero two to see the flip chart in action. So let's have a closer look at have, but before we do that, let's get BD have on the flip chart. So, have is an outcome. In order to have an outcome, we need to do stuff. And in order to do stuff, we need to be someone. So let's start with the have. When we look at have, we're thinking about, okay, and you've heard the expression before, haven't you? Well, I want to have a new car. I want to have a bigger house. I want to have a nicer holiday. In fact, maybe I'd like to have a holiday. Maybe I would like to have some more time, etc. We always think about outcome-based. So when you go back to episode one, you've done your planning, etc. A lot of outcomes have come. Now you need to bring those outcomes into sort of practice, into play. The question you've got to ask yourself, how often have you wanted something but never achieved it? Because it happens to us all. In fact, it used to happen to me for a number of years. I used to always want this, that and the other. But for some reason, it never kind of materialised. Well, the reality is, in order for us to get that different outcome, we really need to do things differently. But you can't do things differently if you're still the same person. So in order to sort of be able to have that different outcome, and this is a harsh thing that you have to sort of realise, is you have to change who you are. You see, if we don't change our B, nothing ever changes. So imagine someone telling you, you've got to change your B. Well, I tell you what, when I have these conversations with clients, they often look at me like I'm absolutely mad, and then they say, well, what's wrong with me? Why do I have to change who I am? I am absolutely happy with who I am. And that's not what we mean here. What we mean is we need to change the way we are. So you kind of think about it. Probably the best parallel I can draw is if we take 2003. 2003 really changed the world for most people. So from the 1900s to about 2003, those of you that did history, it was the industrial age. So it was all around working on machinery, tailorism, process this and that. It was all around not so much how smart you could work, but how hard you could work. Yeah, working smart and hard together got you even more credibility. But, the, but those days you could work really, really hard, get by and get what you want. 2003 changed the whole landscape of how we, how we communicate, how we think. Back in the old days, we had to go to the library to get books and sort of get knowledge. These days, you've got smartphones, internet, tablets. It was the beginning of that era. And it was what we now know as the digital era or the knowledge worker age. 
Then came 2008, and 2008 was the beginning of the great financial crisis, mini depression, whatever you want to refer it to. And a lot of people thought, okay, well, we don't know how long it's going to go on for, and what's going to be the outcome when we come out of it. And a lot of people expected us just to bounce back like we did in previous recessions. But the reality is it's 2017 and still a lot of people are saying, well, do you know what? It's still tough out there. And really, this is the heart of the economy. This is as good as it gets. It's brilliant out there. Business is booming, yet many people struggle. The reason many people struggle is they're, they're really operating on an old operating system, an antiquated system, because they've not changed who they are. And really, being in the digital age or the knowledge worker age, we need to change now. If we don't change who we are, the way that we think and the way that we work, we're going to become obsolete. And you know those sort of haves that we want? It's never going to happen. So that's what I mean about changing the be. Now some of you are going to be saying, well I've done all of that and I'm still not getting the outcome. Well there's a caveat to what I've said. Because mindset and actually how we see ourselves, how we think about ourselves, plays a really important part. And really, we are... This, we do what we are, however, we are what we think. Now, this is really important for a number of reasons. So, what do we mean by you do what you are and you are what you think? Vern Harnish put it probably about seven years ago. I met Vern Harnish, he's the guy that wrote Scaling Up and Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, and he made a really poignant point, which at the time, didn't quite sink in, but has done over the years. And he said, really, most people think, okay, let's save up for children's university. Let's save up for our kids going to university and college. Well, he put a different take on it. He said, perhaps what we need to do is not save up for their college and university fund, but send them to therapy once they come out of full-time education. Now, you think about that. Over our years, how much baggage do we actually, and you can imagine, two bags of baggage you carry, all, you carry around with you your entire life. Now, it could be baggage from growing up in a dysfunctional family environment. It could be actually the schooling system. And I cannot begin to tell you the number of clients I've picked up over the years that are actually brilliant entrepreneurs, but they're dyslexic. And you can imagine dyslexic kids in an antiquated Victorian education system that's ill-equipped to deal with them. Crazy. So you can imagine these people coming out of school and actually they feel like they're a failure. Not a failure as in a total failure, but a failure in terms that they can't learn. And it's really sad to see that actually people that have this negative self-image or they've got all this garbage in their head, it actually prevents them from doing the do and getting the outcome. And in fact, I have, I'm a great advocate of people going out there seeing psychotherapists and actually getting rid of their baggage. Because unless we get rid of the stuff that holds us back, no matter how much we work on all the B stuff, if our thinking isn't right, we are always going to revert back to the way we think about ourselves, which means we're never going to do it. And therefore, we're never going to have the outcomes we desire. So it's about making sure that we work both on the B and the thinking together so that we can execute. So in summary, do not expect different outcomes 
If you're not prepared to do things differently, if you're not prepared to change who you are, and if you're not prepared to work on the stuff that's in your head that's holding you back. So if you can resonate with a lot of the stuff that I've covered today and you want more information, please head over to bulka.com and get in contact. But remember this, failing to learn is learning to fail.